We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me. My fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, when last we left the microphone Monday evening, rumors were beginning to fly on Jim Harbaugh. MHH, each and every day, we've done a good job with our podcast programming to cover it as it's uh, moving forward. But what's the cutting edge, very latest on Jim Harbaugh? And explain to people what's going on and how it affects things with this NCAA investigation into Michigan's football program. Well, from what I've heard, um, the findings are going to come out by the end of the, I think by tomorrow, uh, it's Thursday already. I was going to say the end of the week and it's supposed to be minor infractions, but supposedly Harbaugh is not happy with the college environment, either that or the NIL, NIL deals or the way that college football is evolving. Separate from that though, he keeps releasing the statements that say the same thing while no one knows the future. And I'm paraphrasing here. Um, I expect to be coaching Michigan in 2023. First of of all what else is he going to say I, I mean that's typical coach speak second of all um it's a leverage ploy because it's exactly what he did this time last january as something just fell off my desk um he used the Mich- the minnesota interview for the head coaching job to get more money out of michigan so that's number two you got to keep that in mind i expect to be coaching michigan dot 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 until you offer me 20 million a year which the broncos can do um Third of all, the wording there, Chad, as I pointed out, and as it's obvious, it's vague. You know, no one knows the future, and I expect to. He could have easily said, I am coaching Michigan in 2023. No doubt about it. Stop asking me and done. He put out a statement that said a lot, but didn't really say anything. It's true. It was one of the most lukewarm kind of encouraging. You know, he's trying to encourage fans. He's trying to get something, some kind of a statement out there, Zach, on the record but it was like only ended up making people, I think, that are Wolverines fans uh, a little more pensive because it really is like the most non-committal, I'm committed statement I think I've read in a long, long time in this business. Rock Chalk Broncos jumping in early. It's great to see you with a super chat. Been with us a long time. Rock Chalked. 
appreciate everything that you've done for us over the years and stoked to see what you have to say. He says, I read that George Payton, Zach, has already sent his resume to multiple NFL front offices. Sounds like he could be out the door once the Broncos' new head coach is hired. Makes it look like the next head coach will have personnel authority. Hashtag MHH for life. Well, there's a couple things to keep in mind on this front. A, first of all, it could very well be true that he's gearing up uh, to perhaps, you know, dust off his resume. But at the same time, Zach, this isn't a guy that really needs to dust off a resume. This is a guy that has a reputation around the league. And I think all of his uh, peers in the NFL recognize the big, massive swing and a miss on Nathaniel Hackett. They're probably questioning highly what uh, what happened with Russell Wilson. But at the end of the day, George Payton, if he were to be fired by the Broncos because you hired Jim Harbaugh and he wants final say or Sean Payton or whatever, George Payton, Zach, he might not find immediately another GM job, but he is not going to have a problem finding a front office job anywhere in the NFL. His phone will ring almost immediately, whether it's as a player personnel guy, VP of this, VP of that. He's uh, especially astute on the pro personnel side of things, but as we know, too, from his two-year resume as a draft artist in Denver, dude knows the draft quite well. Something tells me that if he were to be fired or let go, whatever, by the Broncos, he'd have a job in Minnesota in about two seconds in some capacity under Rick Spielman, assistant GM, head scout. Spielman's gone. Or um, That's right, the new GM there. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I mean, like you said, his talent scouting, uh, his draft acumen, he'd have a job in the NFL front office pretty quickly. But I haven't heard that rumor, and I don't think that rumor will get out. It, it's way too premature because the Broncos have no idea – based on what we know, what Jim Harbaugh is doing or Sean Payton's doing. And um, there's no guarantee that if they hire one of them, that Payton would be forced out. If you take Greg Penner at his word, Penner said he's going to lean on George Payton throughout the, the coaching search process. So I would find it hard to believe that on January 5th, before one interview has taken place, that George Payton's already has one foot out the door. It doesn't seem like something he would do. Albert, by the way, Love you, big dog. Good to see you in the chat tonight. Another legendary figure in our community. Zach, you brought this up. It might have been Monday, might have been Sunday. I'm, I can't remember at exactly when you said this, but it was one of our more recent episodes. And you're explaining how oftentimes when a GM is uh, is jettisoned, it comes right on the heels of all the, the draft stuff, right? Uh, that happened in 2012 when John Elway officially went from just being uh, vice president of football operations to firing Brian Zanders after the draft and then assuming the general manager mantle as well. So there's a precedent for that, Zach, in Denver. The reason I bring that up is uh, the Broncos, whoever it is that gets hired, it might be Harbaugh, it might be Peyton, it might be someone else who demands final say control over uh, personnel, but that person doesn't necessarily want to also be the general manager. So they might be have the final say. They might have the, let's just call it veto uh, authority on any kind of a personnel move, Zach. But like if I'm Jim Harbaugh or if I'm Sean Payton and I'm looking at the prospect of perhaps coming in and taking over the reins with the Denver Broncos and part of my ask is I want final say on personnel, but I'm not trying to grind GM while I'm also grinding right. head coach. If I could keep a, if I'm Batman and I could keep a, George Payton caliber Robin around. I'm going to do that uh, without question. 
Yeah, that's a really good analogy. And, you know, people point to Bill Belichick as being the head coach and GM, but that setup is so rare in the NFL and for good reason, because like you said, no coach wants to have double on their plate, even in San Francisco. We all know that Kyle Shanahan has more control than John Lynch, but John Lynch is still there in a GM capacity. And they also have, last I checked, former Broncos executive Adam Peters in their scouting department. So uh, the more hands on deck, the better. But yeah, if they were to fire Peyton, he would go through the scouting process, the pre-draft process, the combine, the workouts, and he would be part of the draft. And then him, him and his scouting department would probably be let go. But that's uh, a bridge that we haven't crossed quite yet. Guys, lots more to get to tonight. We're looking forward to it. There are a few choice morsels, some choice nugs from the rumor mill that we've got to break down. But we also want to in- unveil something we've been working on um, over the last year, figuring out how we wanted to present this. And we decided just to make a really cool, what we think anyway, graphic to give some props, to give some clout, to the 2022 list of Mile High Huddle Super Chat superstars that are on the Mount Rushmore of 2022. So without further ado, we teased it on on Monday night that we were going to have that ready. We have it ready. This is for your eyes to see right now. We'll also post it on Twitter. We'll also post it on YouTube in the community tab. But this is the 2022 Mile High Huddle Mount Rushmore of Super Chat superstars right here, ranked in order of how – how down for MHH these individuals are. And you can see at the top right now, DWI guys at one. I'm going to name every one of these, Zach. Michaela Parker, the Duchess. Dale, D-Dub, out in Hawaii. Deanna, who kind of, Zach, she kind of came uh, came to us recently, like the last couple of months, and then stormed onto the Mount Rushmore for 2022. Naj Altaf, legendary figure. Everybody loves, everybody knows Naj. EJ, Sam Bam. F.A., by the way, F.A., still haven't heard from you. You're the winner. If When you hear this, you are the winner of the Super Chat uh, Superstar giveaway for the month of December. Gregory Vendeland at number nine. We haven't seen Gregory for a minute, so but still, shout out to Gregory. Threw down big time uh, in 2022. Michael Ronquillo on this list of Super Chat Superstars. Pobby at the, on this list at 11. Christopher Gaspari on this list. Mark from Georgia, a legend. Mark has things going on, a uh, busy man, things happening that keep him away from the streams at night, but Mark knows we love him and, and we appreciate him. Garth Knight, Corey H., Clinton Watson, Casey Nickel, another legend, the Queen, Christy KR at 18, Bronco Sunrise, and last but not least on the MHH Mount Rushmore for 2022, Zach, is none other than Chris Hernandez. 20 of the most deserving names you'll ever see on a screen. And I want to give my appreciation to every single one of those names. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But what I love about this list, Chad, is a combination of newcomers like Deanna. You have consistent uh, Super Chat superstars, Mount Rushmore members like Naj, who's here almost every podcast. And then you have um, the old heads. You know, you have the KRs. You have the KC Nichols. You have the Chris Hernandez. We are so blessed to interact with each and every one of you. And Chad and I and Scott as well extend our deepest appreciation for keeping us afloat and being able to do what we do. You keep the lights on here and they're shining pretty bright. You guys are mile high huddle. We just work here. That's how I like to, that's how I like to think of it. And on Facebook gang, we got a graphic that's going to be worked up here very soon as well to reflect the uh, great support we get from and got from everybody on Facebook in uh, 2022, over a hundred thousand followers of MHH on Facebook and only an elite Zach an elite, fraction of those people and then we're going to get back to the news okay promise only an elite fraction of those people though on the mhh facebook mount rushmore yeah i mean no matter the platform we genuinely pinch ourselves for what we get to do uh three nights a week we get to you know we work every day but being on this podcast with you for an hour three nights a week really makes our day each and every day and uh we definitely appreciate it thank you guys so much all right back to the conversation for this evening ross hester jumping in with the super thanks big dog he says, I'm a Chargers fan, so I can't pull for you guys this week. But thank you and MHH for actual intelligent NFL discussion all year. Always good to listen to. Well, we appreciate that, Ross. Seriously. Thanks, bud. And hope you stick with us as a Chargers guy. We hope you stick with us this offseason because I don't think anybody in the individual team focus sphere does NFL draft better than MHH. And, of course, NFL draft, that's for everybody. That's for all 32 all fans of the 32 uh, different NFL teams. So appreciate that, Ross. Uh, Desert Creature jumping in. Good to see you. If the Broncos offer Zach Harbaugh $20 million to be head coach, how does this impact the Rooney rule? And wouldn't this prove uh, Brian Flores' suit of sham interviews? If the Broncos offer Harbaugh $20 million to be the head coach, how does this impact the Rooney rule? The Broncos would fulfill the Rooney rule before they offered Harbaugh $20 million, and they're going to fulfill that rule. I'm going to kind of bow out of my personal opinion on the Rooney rule. I think it is more of a sham than it is something that's useful, and I'm going to set out the Brian Flores discussion, but they're going to fulfill that obligation, I guess you can call it, by interviewing Ajiro Evero right after the season ends. 
I don't think he's going to get the job, but that would fulfill that rule and potentially clear the path for the Broncos to hire Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, et cetera. The sham aspect of it, guys, is it's obviously a rule made with the best of intentions, and that is to bring very deserving minority coaches to the forefront for these jobs. But as Zach mentioned, the sham aspect of it is there are teams, uh, you know, you can't mandate that. You can't, you can't make it. I mean, you can put it into the rule book and teams will letter of the lot. They'll cross the, the T, they'll dot the I. But it's just like what Brian Flores said. I don't think it was apropos or, or, or the veracity of what he said about the Broncos specifically was true, but it can be used as it's simply a, hey, we want this guy but we also have to fulfill the Rooney rule. So let's make sure we get in our one interview or whatever of a minority coach. And that's the tragic aspect of it. And the way the NFL has tried to balance that Zach is by incentivizing teams that do actually hire minority coaches and minority GMs with draft picks. My thing is though, if there wasn't that rule, then there'd be outrage over that as well. It's a no win situation for the NFL. And um, there are, there is some benefit to it, I guess, on the surface, but as Brian Flores exposed, it's really just um, a de facto obligation by most teams. I still think though, by and large, and this isn't me trying to defend the NFL and, you know, these billionaire owners and whatnot, but I, I do think in the NFL uh, it's, it's about who is the best player. Uh, it's about who is the best merit. coach. It's about who is the best G- GM. It is a merit-based business. So if if those coaches, they might sometimes need a rule like this to get their foot in the door and get that full focus for an interview. But I still think, by and large, the deserving coaches each and every year are the ones who get hired. White, black, whatever the um, ethnicity or, or race, whatever it is, of that individual. Gina, thank you for jumping in. Appreciate you. She says, hope you're all doing well and having a great Thursday night so far. Hey, you two is also we connected with you on Twitter, which was fun to do. Garth Knight jumping in. So at 14, uh, I am the <laughs> Cortland Sutton of Super Chat. No, your effort is a lot better, Garth, than Cortland's. You're you're 2019 Cortland Sutton. Okay, that's what <laughs> you are, big dog. Uh, thanks, he <laughs> says. Y'all have been a godsend and enduring this season. Let's ride right back at you. So, Zach you know, the, the nuts and bolts aspect of how this is going to unfold. Let's say the Denver Broncos reports are true and they're gun in hell or high water for Jim Harbaugh. There are reports that he's on, that the Broncos are on Harbaugh's list, but their third priority behind, and this is in order, Carolina, Indianapolis, then the Denver Broncos. Now, how much of that you want to believe, I leave up to you. What separates the Broncos, obviously, from those two teams? Two things, Zach. Rich ass owners. In fact, the richest owners in the NFL. Um, and then also the fact that of all those teams, there's only one that has a semi-proven quarterback. And I say, I only say semi now. It's almost a joke to myself that I have to say semi-proven. But the Broncos do have Russell Wilson. And I think Jim Harbaugh, as a former quarterback himself and a guy who has coached quarterbacks a long, long time, and a guy also, Zach, for what it's worth, competed against Russell Wilson early on in Russ's career, those three years or so uh, before Jim Harbaugh left the NFC West, I think he understands that it was kind of the perfect storm, the perfect crap storm that hit Denver that saw Russell Wilson regress, get to the bottom of it, figure it out. I don't think he's a coach that's looking at Russell Wilson through the lens of uh, the latest meme that's trying to attack him or, or, or tear him down. I think he looks at Russell Wilson as a guy that's, 
nine-time Pro Bowler, been to two Super Bowls, won one of them, understands that, hey, if I could make the lemonade I made with Alex Smith right. of all quarterbacks, imagine what I could do with Russ. Yeah, it's something I just wrote about when it comes to Harbaugh. He resurrected the career of Alex Smith while launching the career of Colin Kaepernick. And if he can do both those things, just being that hard-nosed, grizzled coach who puts players in the best positions to succeed, I have no qualms that he can hold it down with Russell Wilson if he were to become the Broncos head coach. But that report that you mentioned about the Broncos being in third, that was via his longtime friend, some author, and I don't give an F what that guy has to say. All I care about is the money because that's what speaks loudest right now, Chad. And it speaks loudest always. You look at Jim Ursay, he's worth a little over three. Rob Walton's worth around 60. So if my math is correct, Walton is worth 20 times more than Jim Ursay. David Tepper, the Panthers owner, he's worth about, let's say, let's call it 20. Rob Walton's worth, that's three times more. So the Broncos have zero competition when it comes to what they can offer a head coach. And I think this is all a leverage ploy by Jim Harbaugh to maximize his paycheck. And yep. who wouldn't want the title, Chad, of the richest head coach in NFL history? Who turns down $20 million a year? That's exactly what I would do, Zach. If I was Jim Harbaugh and I knew that one that the rich – I was in the market – to be hired by the richest owners in the NFL, I would put them last on my list and leak it to somebody as well. Exactly. Because, you know, I got to create the, it's the takeaway, right? It's that perception of you can't have it, you know, uh, supply, demand. Let's drive that price up, baby. Because I'm not all that interested in becoming the Broncos head coach slash highest paid head coach potentially in the history of the National Football League. So I would do something similar. It's a smart tactic. It doesn't mean that the Broncos are actually number three on his list. It's that this is the perception he's trying to create for himself in the media because, you know, the Broncos will have their channels. They'll be uh, communicating with the Harbaugh camp directly. But at the same time, it all adds up. Yeah, and we have Jay Kozad in the comments saying that Harbaugh is making about seven a year at Michigan right now. So if you're if you're offered a chance to triple your salary and jump back to the NFL and kind of uh, make a name for yourself with Russell Wilson, against whom, by the way, he coached twice a year while with the 49ers, he knows Russ pretty well. Uh, maybe that's the biggest selling point here is that mantle and the title of becoming the richest head coach in league history and resetting the market completely. Lawrence says, and thanks, Lawrence. Good to see you, big dog. If we have, and not if, when we unveil the Facebook MHH Mount Rushmore, I have no doubt Lawrence is going to be on that list. He says, hey, guys, I'd hire Rich Basaccia. He had a 7-5 and five record in our division and was a special teams coach, something we've been needing to improve as well. It's killing two birds with one stone on a proven winning coach in our division. I understand the spirit of what you're trying to say here, Lawrence, but I just don't see Rich Basaccia in all honesty, being the guy that's going to come in and, and resurrect Russell Wilson and resurrect the Denver Broncos. I don't want to take anything away from what he did as the interim head coach in Vegas last year, but there was kind of a lightning in a bottle, let's face it, component to what he was able to achieve. And not to make Mark Davis out to sound like some kind of a football hiring genius, but there was a reason that Bisaccia wasn't even really in the running. To, salt, to, to be the permanent head coach after last season. 
Yeah, Lawrence, this is so 2022. You know, the Broncos had their chance last year after firing Vic and after losing to Bisaccia firsthand. They could have interviewed him. They didn't. He went to Green Bay to run the special teams there, but I don't see that as a possibility at all. The only special teams coach that I would consider hiring, even consider hiring full-time, is Jerry Rossberg. That guy impresses me every single time he opens his mouth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So get this. Jim Harbaugh, Zach, is potentially on the brink of becoming the NFL's highest paid head coach now and probably ever when it happens. But right now, as it stands in the NCAA, this is according to the great research of Mr. Producer himself, Scott Kennedy, who says Harbaugh is 12th in base salary at $7 million per year. Four coaches in the NCAA made more than $10 million uh, to start the season. So he's about to, the irony here, Zach, that I'm getting at is he's about to become the, the highest paid head coach in NFL history, and yet he's 12th right now in the NCAA. So it's just, uh, it's a weird business, right? Football. That's until Sean Payton uh, signs his coaching deal. And the rumor is he can get 25 a year. So that's why I think Jim Harbaugh is strategically positioning himself to get the most money while he can. But in terms of the non-financial factor, what he's done in college, and I don't profess to follow college overly closely like I do the NFL, I think he's kind of tapped out there. I, I think he's done what all he can do for the Michigan program. He turned them from a, a, a bottom you know, a bottom dweller into a, a powerhouse nationally couldn't get over the hump. But I think now is the time to jump back into the NFL and go for round two. David Kilgore. What's up, buddy? Appreciate you. Big dog. Still love your YouTube profile pick. It's one of my personal faves in our community. Uh, been with us a long time. He says, have you guys heard any info on the new stadium plans? And is there any chance for an indoor stadium? I'll tell you. So what happened was December 14th, we didn't really report on it, Zach, because we were so consumed with the news cycle. It was a busy December for MHH. Um, but the Broncos announced more than $100 million in upgrades to Empower Field at Mile High. And I'll, I'll read just a, a little snippet of this press release from the team. Quote, the enhancements, which are scheduled to begin in the offseason and be completed before the start of the 2023 NFL season, include dramatic improvements to the video boards, premium hospitality areas, technology, concessions, the Broncos team store, and elevators. The Metropolitan Football Stadium District approved $12 million in funding for the project, and the remainder of the cost will be assumed by the Broncos with G4 financing approved today by the NFL. So they're going to upgrade the video boards, premium hospitality, technology, concessions, Broncos team store, 
elevators. You're not getting a new stadium per se uh, anytime in the near future, but they are going to dump some money into making it a little bit more uh, modern uh, experience compared to some of the newer stadiums out there. And I think fixing some of that fire damage from uh, last year as well, some of the uh, the mid-level club seating got burned up pretty badly. So yeah, they're going to make the stadium a little more modern, but they're spending all this money except what matters the most. That's the product on the field. No, no fan really cares about having more concession choices, not having just a hot dog or popcorn. They want to see Russell Wilson throw touchdown passes. They want to see the head coach look competent in Denver next year. That's the number one agenda, but you have to handle the off-field business too. F.A., bro, a Mount Rushmore caliber super chat off the top rope. Thank you, F.A. And I don't think you've heard this yet, F.A., but you won the December super chat giveaway. All right, you finished top five. You ended up with the randomly selected raffle. You've got a Broncos jersey of your choice coming your way. But first, got to shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, with what Broncos jersey you want, and then you're shipping at the size, and then your shipping address. And just remember to peruse the team site first before you tell us what it is you want because we've had experience here in the not-too-distant past where we go to order it. might be a little bit more of an obscure player or jersey or whatever, and it's not available. So you won. Congrats, bro. Appreciate you. Send us that email. He says, hello, guys. Happy New Year. Right back at you, brother. I think F.A. might have just woken up from his New Year's Eve celebration, you know, four days later. But definitely good to see you, F.A. Congratulations on winning. And, you know, you're a, a Mount Rushmore Superstar for a reason. Definitely appreciate all you contribute every single podcast. Garth Knight again. Thank you, big dog. He says, I've said it before and I'll say it again. No matter who the next head coach is, I need Jerry Rosberg in that building. Zach, it's crazy. The uh, the fans, this dude is, is earning through, what is it now? A little more than a week on the job? A week and a half? Because he's an adult. Because he's competent, because the Broncos haven't had that in their head coach since Gary Kubiak, and he just gives off the right vibe. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say a blank check, but he definitely has a job in any capacity he chooses for the Broncos next season. He's an asset on the coaching staff. He's an asset to anyone in that building. I'm a huge fan of Jerry Rosberg now. Zach, I want to bring something up here on uh, this front from Diamond Rattler. He says, no way I would offer a head coach $25 million a year. Too many egos on every team. Now, the ego comment aside, how much is too much, Zach, to pay a head coach? Well, I was thinking to myself just then, what's the difference between $20 million and $25 million? You're resetting the market either way. It's stupid money to pay anyone per year, let alone a coach of a football uh, you know, a game, um, but... I don't know if you're if you're dead set if you have enough conviction if you think that coach in this case Sean Payton at 25 can get you over the hump and you're worth 70 billion then why not cut the check it's not our money they're spending so what do we really care too much about it This is a fair point from Mr. Producer he says Scott does the money actually helps balance the egos when the players are making more than the coach That's a fair point, my friend. And it's also worth mentioning, too, that, hey, if Harbaugh ends up coming into the NFL and whether it's through the Broncos or someone else making $20 million per year upwards, that's just karma, dude. His NFL career ended as a quarterback right on the brink of, like, big baller money beginning to um, trickle in to NFL quarterbacks. And it was thanks to, in large part, the guy who replaced him as the quarterback in Indianapolis, Peyton Manning. I mean, every quarterback right now making – 40 50 million dollars per year should be getting sending like a, a a fraction of a percent commission to Peyton Manning for kicking the door wide open and t- completely 
for the next 20 years almost, resetting quarterback salary markets uh, over and over. F.A. again, Zach. Um, bro, thank you. He says, say what? Uh, say say what? No way. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. Say what? No way. Yeah, you're the winner, bro. I'm speechless, he says. This definitely made up for the dumpster fire of a season, but I'm optimistic about next year. This looked like a professional team on Sunday. Operations were clean. That's why people – it's funny you say that, Zach, about the competence thing because when you see us – I don't want to. I don't want to make this sound bad, but like a simple special teams coach that just has everybody, all the, all the, it's all battened down, right? Everything. All right, cool. We might not be the best team. We're not more talented than the Kansas City Chiefs this season in Week 17, anyway. But we're going to go out there and we're going to be buttoned up. We're going to execute. We're going to do our thing. The little things like that, just those little signals and signs of competency, have been lost on this team for so long that's why it's like hey whatever that next head coach is i don't care if it's jim harbaugh i don't care if it's uh sean payton or someone else they have to exude hashtag extreme competency again it's recency bias because the broncos haven't had that in their head coach since gary kubiak who was the last adult in the building it's like wandering the desert and finally getting a droop a few drops of water is anyone going to care that the water is from the sink or, you know, from the hose, no, it's water, and we all could use that. And that's what Jerry Rosberg provides, you know, valuable nutrients, so to speak, at the head coaching position. But one more point about salaries and this and that. You brought up something I was thinking. If Russell Wilson, as badly as he's been playing and as memed as he's become, can make almost $50 million a year, how can anyone scoff at someone like Sean Payton, who's won a Super Bowl, or Jim Harbaugh, who's been a three straight NFC title games making half of that. I don't think it's too much of a problem. My opinion. This is an interest. I agree. Um, you know, take some getting used to for some people, the idea of their coach making that kind of money, but uh, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what Russell Wilson's clocking right now. Uh, Leroy, interesting comment here. He says, head coach, Jim Harbaugh, offensive coordinator, David Shaw, DC, Azuro Evero, special teams, Jerry Rosberg, if interested, how happy would you be with that as your top four coaches in Denver? I think Leroy has been uh, reading my tweets because I put this out a few nights ago. That's my, if I reimagine the Broncos 2023 coaching staff, that would be the realistic, but still a best case setup getting Jim Harbaugh and then keeping his guys. He has a connection going back to Stanford with David Shaw, who some people are, you know, hot and cold about because he has no connection to Russell Wilson. Ajiro Evero worked under Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco for four seasons. And then he also has familiarity with Jerry Rosberg as well. I would be ecstatic if that was the Broncos coaching setup this season. I'm not hundred percent certain on David Shaw, but his history with Harbaugh and whatnot. Um, I mean, it would be Harbaugh's offense, right? So, Exactly. And I could get on guys. Right. I could get on with that. But there's also the reports that are increasing, Zach, that don't completely discount or scoff at the notion of a either way. Like if Harbaugh's hired, he's got history with Fangio. That's who captained the defense for him in San Francisco. If Peyton's hired, we've already heard that he wants Fangio as his DC. And there are reports saying, don't be surprised if Fangio actually bucks recent uh, custom and returns to the team that fired him as head coach as a defensive coordinator so long as the money is right. By the way, Phil, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks for stopping in, bud. 
I didn't have Vic Fangio returning to the Broncos on my 2023 bingo card, but here we are. Um, the Broncos are paying his salary, so why not have him work for them in some capacity <laughs> anyway? Um, I'll believe that, though, when I see it. Vic Fangio is a pretty prideful, egotistical guy, and I don't think he'd come back to the team that fired him a year ago, but we'll see. Especially if George is still in the building. Right. It's weird because how often, Zach, in his one, their one year together – did we hear from both guys about how much they get along and how good buddies they are? But when the chips were down and the and push came to shove, the guy doing the pushing was George. The guy getting shoved out the door was Vic. So, you know, words, words are relatively meaningless. This is where you get phrases, gang, like coach speak, GM speak. It's PR, right? It's PR. Taylor, appreciate the super chat, big dog. He says, is Greg Dulcich the only safe tight end next year on this roster, Zach? Um, Alberto would be under. I mean, to me, you might disagree, Chad, but the Andrew Becks, the Eric Tomlinsons, the Eric Sauberts, they are all extremely replaceable. You can find those guys any time of the year as a veteran or a rookie or whoever. I'm looking at bona fide players who can help the Broncos passing offense. Greg Dulcich is definitely tight end one, but I'm still intrigued by what Albert Okuwebunam, the announcer has finally got his name right, by the way, when he uh, suited up last Sunday, what he can do given the opportunity. And I love Jerry Rosberg for, as he said, getting in his ear and pushing him to become better because the talent is there. The physical attributes are there. you got to put it all together. And I'm still hopeful that Albert O and Dulcich could be that one-two combination that can exploit the middle of the field. But in a more generalized answer i would say dulcich is the only guaranteed safe tight end going into next season correct me if i'm wrong zach but the only two tight ends <clears throat> that are currently on the books in 2023 is dulcich and Oka because the erics both signed a one-year deal andrew beck was re-signed on a one-year deal so any tight end that saw meaningful action this season uh, with the exception of Dulcich and Okwebenam, they they're probably gone, or at least their future in Denver is contingent on what the next head coach thinks of them. Um, but I, I'm I'd be interested in keeping Sobert around on a veteran minimum. Uh, the other Eric Tomlinson didn't see enough from him to give a rat's you know what so much. He was supposed to be this big blocking animal, and uh, tape didn't reflect that. For what it's worth, Dan. And then Andrew, by the way, Andrew Beck, he he's solid guy to have that can do as far as the versatility can do both fullback tight end. But he was hurt a lot this year, dude. And that's just when you're when you're a guy bringing up the rear like that on a roster, you can't afford to uh, be a guy that's hardly available, especially down the stretch. Dan, thank you, bro. Peyton needs uh, to fix this offensive line, especially right tackles that. That's number one. I've been beating that drum for five years now. Get a bona fide right tackle that you can develop that could possibly be elite and not settle for band-aids at that position. Hopefully after the $245 million investment in Russell Wilson, they learned you have to protect your quarterback, but I'm not stopping there, Chad. The goal, the priority of the offseason, I don't care who's running the show, whether it's Jim Harbaugh or George Payton, get a right tackle, get a left guard, get a center, and maybe even a left tackle. They need to go all in on the offensive line in the next couple months. I think they will, but it's going to be contingent on what that next head coach, uh, what their vision for the offense is. Um, but yeah, I think if nothing else, Zach, 
this season, and who knows? It's I expect it to be George Payton that ends up, you know, making these picks and and being the guy that's trying to put the dent in the universe to fix the O-line. But if nothing else, it had to have been, like, painfully obvious. If it was painfully obvious to us, painfully ob- obvious to fans and media, that the Broncos' O-line is utter trash, okay? A lot of injuries, I get it, but still, this is a trash unit, all right? George Payton has to see that. Don't you think he's got to see the forest for the trees here, Zach, and then we'll grab Garth? Why don't you ask Russell Wilson, who has three separate injuries this season, a lat, a hamstring, and a concussion, and I I know he brings some of the hits on himself, but the O-line has done him zero, and I count them zero favors. I have never seen a line allow pressure as soon as the ball is snapped. I've never seen a quarterback get sacked as soon as the ball reaches his hands. That's the situation that Russell Wilson all too often was facing this year. It has to change, number one. I mean, even your big baller veterans that are supposed to know which way the wind blows and how the bread gets buttered. Graham Glasgow, in the clutch, chips are down, fourth down. This is where you pull out all the stops and you just let Chris Jones kind of slide past you like it's nothing to sack Russell Wilson and end the game, end your team's hopes. Little things like that, it's like, dude, what the Sam Hill? Garth Knight. Again, big dog, he says, I would welcome Vic Fangio back like I'd welcome back Mr. Cotter if it means Harbaugh's the head coach in Denver, Zach. I get that reference. That's a good one, Garth. Yeah, I mean, there are sour grapes from Vic Fangio's departure, and I'm sure on his end as well, but you talk about a possible pairing of Harbaugh and Say what you want about Vic as a head coach, but he's a pretty good DC. So you'd be getting an offensive mind and a a guy you're familiar with as defensive coordinator. It's hard to really uh, poo-poo that too much. Let me ask you something. Whatever hard feelings, and then we'll grab FA, whatever hard feelings you think Vic might have towards Broncos brass, is it more oriented toward John Elway? Or is it more oriented towards George Payton? <laughs> I'll tell you who it's oriented to. The guy no longer in the building, that's Drew Locke. Because what did Vic <laughs> say right after or right after his last game before he was fired? He goes, you need a quarterback to win in this league. And that was a shot at Drew as much as it was a shot at Teddy Bridgewater. So maybe with Drew now gone, Vic Fangio kind of can heal those wounds. Exercise that demon. Right. Uh, and then maybe he'll remember to send Drew a birthday card. <laughs> or at least remember yeah. what his birthday is. Yeah. F.A., bro, <laughs> thank you so much for your generosity and support, big dog. He says, if you want the best, you got to pay for it. Remember, when Patrick Mahomes was signed to a $45 million a year, that looks like child's play now. So what if we reset the coaching market instead of F them picks, it's F that cash. Go get Harbaugh or Peyton swing big. Yeah, and what's even more uh, poetic, sweet, whatever about it here, F.A., is that it's no skin off of the resources the Broncos have available to compete. In other words, FM picks, hey, that did that was a big baller move they they opted to make. It worked for the Rams, but it did cost them with actual assets that are limited, right? It's a limit your draft picks are limited resources in the NFL. Your salary cap dollars are limited resources in the NFL, and it's all fair. It's all equal and it's all spread out the same amongst NFL teams, but what can give an NFL team the edge is that cash on hand and that ability through its, well, not only through how uh, profitable that individual team is, although it's the profit sharing in the NFL is the reason there is such parity. I digress. NFL owners, Zach, that's the, that's the great 
leveling field. When you have the richest owner in the NFL who writing a $25 million per year check for the next six years, it's nothing. That's just the wealth of Rob Walton, all right, the uh, primary owner. You look at the billions that are owned between his son-in-law and his daughter. You look at the billions and untold hundreds of millions that are then owned by the other members of the minority ownership group that ultimately comprises Zach, the Walton Penner ownership group. I mean, no NFL team right now can touch that with the Broncos. And this is where fans are going to see what have how what, having such a wealthy ownership can level the playing field for the Broncos. I mean, who else has Condoleezza Rice on their staff to send in <laughs> Team 6 to negotiations? Um, the thing is, there's no salary cap for coaches as well. So again, if he's cutting $20 million a year for five or six years, it's not our money. It's not going to hurt the franchise. It's going to get them a top-end coach. So what do we really care about? And F.A., you're extremely right, and that's why Chad and I and a lot of people were okay with George Payton signing Russ to an extension before he played a game because you're trying to get ahead of the market. If the Broncos reset the coaching market at 20 or 22, whatever, it's only a matter of time before the next Sean McVay or whoever supersedes that with 25 or 30. That's the state of the NFL. If you have the money, you're good. Money's cash is king for a reason. That's right. Taylor, thank you, buddy. He says, who is the backup quarterback next year behind Russ? MHH for life. Right back at you, dog. Um, that's a really good question. Brett Rippon, let's see, 2019, 2021, 20, 22. Uh, I'm going to look at his contract real quick. I'm pretty sure he's going to be a restricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but what's your answer? And I'll double check some things on Brett. Rippon needs to retire and get into coaching. That would be his uh, his best interest. I hope the Broncos, first of all, they need a veteran that can step in and win a game if it came down to it, if Russ was injured or whatever. One guy I wouldn't mind too much is uh, Taylor Heineke from Washington. He's not a great starter, but he would be a top-end backup. He's a great locker room guy, great leader. I would also bring in a, not a high round rookie, but I would use a draft pick on a quarterback. It's something I felt the Broncos should have done after they landed Russ in the first place, instead of going into the season with Brett Rippon and Josh Johnson. But I look for the Broncos to kind of overhaul that room, bring in a grizzled vet that has experience and ability, and maybe even look to the draft for a young quarterback they can start to think about developing. So Brett Riff, uh, Brett Rippin, pardon me, will be a restricted free agent. So the Broncos will get first crack or, you know, they'll get to decide how much, how valuable he is to them uh, before any other team does. But some of these names, Zach, I'll just float a few of them that are out there. I'll just, I'll just float like the top 10 names that are set to hit free agency. Okay. Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, Joe, understood quarterback, Flacco, <laughs> Geno Smith, Case Keenum, Andy Dalton, Mike White, Kyle Allen, and then uh, C.J. Beathard and, and Taylor Heineke. So that's um, – and even Lamar Jackson is is on this list at uh, yeah. over the cap. So I don't know who it's going to be. That's going to be so contingent on who the, the next head coach is. Uh, Lamar would be a nice backup to Russ, wouldn't he, Chad? Uh, I wouldn't mind, on a serious note, Jacoby Brissett. I thought he did really well in Cleveland this year and a lot better than Deshaun Watson's doing. But if they can land some guy with experience that can be the Chase Daniel, you know, behind Russell Wilson, that is not a quality NFL starter, but a really high-end backup, it would make me sleep a lot easier. 
No doubt. All right, we're at 43 minutes about. Uh, Marcus Mariota is another name, keep in mind, that is going to be available in 2023. So, Until he quits on you. What's that? Until he quits on you and you want to play another quarterback, as what happened in Atlanta, apparently, with Desmond Ritter. Mm. Scott, you like Desmond Ritter so far? <laughs> not enough sample size, I guess. Not enough, yeah, not enough meat on that bone. Um, okay. Zach, a couple other things I want to get to here before uh, before we dip on out. Um, Dalton Reisner, I, I've seen a lot of fans questioning, wait a minute, after you see Dalton Reisner throwing fisticuffs almost, well, not really, but pushing Brett Rip and an altercation on the sideline on Christmas Day, no less. How does he win? These are people that just read the headline, right? But how does he read or how does he win the uh, – Darren Williams good guy award as was announced today. Um, what's your explanation for that? Because for what it's worth, it's a, the good guy award that is handed out by the pro football writers of America. It's an award that uh, is supposed to reflect the player who is the most engaging available goes the extra mile to help the media. In other words, they never say no to an interview. They're always affable, make themselves available that's what it's about. It's not who is the closest character-wise to Mother Teresa. It's who's help, most helpful to the media for what it's worth. But your thoughts on that, and then, of course, Patrick Sertan uh, winning the DT Award, uh, the second annual DT Award. Do some rip. That's my, my ending thought when it comes to Dalton Reisner. It was not a good look for the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Regardless of how that ended, it just it wasn't a good look for him. But the same reason he won this award and how you justify it is the same reason that covers up a lot of his warts. Not to me, but to a lot of other people. And that's the simple fact, Chad, that he's from Colorado. That it's it just really when you have a player who plays for his hometown team, home state team, whatever, it really just makes you uh, more of a homer toward that player than you normally would be. And it kind of um, you gloss over a lot of deficiencies. The same thing with Philip Lindsay, but at least Lindsay was talented. You know, Reisner has fallen off a cliff each year since his rookie season. And that's the only explanation. Everyone still goes to bat for him and likes him. He's a CO kid. Well said. F.A., bro, throwing down. Thank you, my dog. This is just one small part and parcel of why this man is a Mount Rushmore Super Chat superstar. He says the ownership group probably has $20 million in their glove compartment in their cars. They'll swing big, and they seem ready to open the checkbook if need be. It's time. <clears throat> pardon me. The Broncos swing big. Um, if Hendon Hooker is available, do we draft him? Zach, what do you think? <sighs> Man, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about, what, a third-round pick for Hooker, and that's a pick that can probably go to the O-line, or what should go to the O-line. And it's not just the O-line. The Broncos have holes, Chad, throughout the roster. They need inside linebacker help, defensive line help, safety help, wide receiver help, maybe even a running back with Javante coming back from injury. I don't know that I would do that. I would pick up a quarterback in the fifth or sixth or as a UDFA. I would ride it out with Russ in 2023. And then if you have a bad season, you own your first pick in 2024. And guess who's coming out then? Caleb Williams. I do. There's a lot to like, though, about Hooker, um, especially the fact that over the last, let's see, let me do the math here. Over the last two seasons or his two seasons in Tennessee, right? Uh, 58 touchdowns thrown, Zach, to just five picks now i get it it's college it's a different animal but it is the sec so give the man some credit um but you know if it's a third round pick zach 
I'm not sure exactly what his draft stock is. Is that what you're hearing third round? I don't think he's a first rounder and the Broncos don't have a second. So I'm just being realistic. If it was a third, I don't yeah. know if you pull the trigger. I see. I got you. Uh, okay. Victor. Thank you. Big dog. He says outside the O line, which is obvious to fix what position group is next up needs to be fixed. I'll throw a couple out there, Zach, uh, edge depth. Yes. And it's kind of like, uh, it's a rock and a hard place. And thank you, Victor, for the super chat, because you invested some serious team resources in the position over the last year. You paid Randy Gregory and you used what was your first draft pick in 2022, ended up being the last pick in the second round, but it was Denver's first pick on Nick Benito. And guys, after the uh, trade of Bradley Chubb, the Broncos had next to zero edge pressure. You know, some games they did okay in terms of setting the edge against the run, but like as far as consistently impacting the, the quarterback and forcing him to do things he doesn't want to do, Broncos didn't have that. And even when Gregory Zach returned to the lineup ever so briefly for a couple of weeks or whatever, he seemed like a shell of himself. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the knee not quite being back to a hundo. And then, of course, just the rust associated with being on ice for nine weeks. But um, it would be, to me, figuring out how to get a serious a serious upgrade. And maybe you look at, at free agency to compliment uh, Randy Gregory because you can't hedge on – you can't count on uh, Nick Benito turning the corner in his development as a young pass rusher. You hope for it. You expect it to a certain degree because you always go into any endeavor expecting success. But you have to hedge against it just in case. Same goes for Baron Browning. I have a shocking development for you, Chad. Bradley Chubb is hurt with the Dolphins already. So I think he has a wrist injury. I think the Broncos still made out extremely well in that trade. I'm, I'm not mad about it at all, even though, the, like you said, the edge pressure has fallen off. I've just got um, one, one line. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's right, baby. But I think a, a larger portion of the lack of edge success has to do with who's in front of them, and that's the defensive line. Uh, ever since Draymond Jones went down, it hasn't been the same with Deshaun Williams and Mike Purcell and DJ Jones. He battled injury as well. If you enhance the DL, if you get more production out of them, I think the edge players um, get better. And that's another thing. If you let Draymond walk, who's going to be a free agent, if you let him – Go elsewhere, you're going to need to maybe look at restocking the defensive line. Beyond that, wide receiver. It's not the Broncos' first priority, but what are you doing there? You have Cortland Sutton, who's fallen to, I think, wide receiver two. You're going to have to pay Jerry Judy down the road. K.J. Hamler's no sure bet to come back. So you have to think about fortifying the pass catchers and not just the blockers for Russell Wilson. I like this line from Victor. First thing I want the new head coach to do is walk in the locker room and slap Russell Wilson, then hug him. Then we heal. Hey, Russ, whoopsh, come here, bud. I don't know. I'm trying to picture it. I know I know what you're trying to say here, but um, in the spirit of what he's trying to say, Zach, they do need a head coach who can talk real from a, from a superior or at least not – well, definitely from a superior in terms of authority posture uh, than Russ, but a guy also who Russ views that way. And I don't think – Anyone other than Harbaugh or Peyton is going to have that kind of clout with Russ. So if he if he comes in and, and in a um, you know in a way, let's say emotionally slaps Russ and and dresses him down and maybe tells him, look, things weren't what it needs to be. Here's show, even if it's just like, hey, let me show you how bad you sucked last year. Why did this happen, Russ? Why did that happen, Russ? 
and kind of bring him low to build him back up. There's only two guys, I think, that have the clout that that would resonate perhaps with Russell Wilson, unless maybe Dan Quinn also has because of his ties and, and been around Russ in the past. Um, maybe you could throw him in that bucket, but I only see really Harbaugh and Peyton having the, the, the swagger, the wherewithal to, in, to engender that level of trust, belief, posture with Russ. First of all, after Hackett, I don't want to even hear the word hug associated with the Broncos coach. They need a hard nose, more of a disciplinarian than they need someone to be everyone's best friend. And Harbaugh could be that coach. He's the guy that's going to come in and hopefully treat Russell Wilson as he is, which is one of the 53, one of the guys. No separate private office, no parking spots, no big entourage. You are part of the team, even if you're the highest paid player on the team, but Something to keep in mind as well, Harbaugh's a former quarterback. So who can relate to what Russell Wilson is going through better than Jim Harbaugh and also someone who coached against Russell Wilson twice a year, as in the case of Jim Harbaugh? That's why I think he's the 1A here, Chad. Peyton was a quarterback, too, for what it's worth, but he couldn't even crack the league. You know, he was a guy that tried out for the league, and the league said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And he looked around pretty quick after a year or two and said, you know, I'm. this is predating Kurt Warner, but... I'm not going to try the Kurt Warner thing. I'm going to go into coaching. Jim Harbaugh was a bona fide. I would say he was like a, you know, I'm dating myself a little bit here, Scott. Tell me if you agree with this. As a quarterback, he was like a fringe level franchise considered guy. Had that kind of perception in Chicago initially. And then definitely was viewed as at least the understood guy in Indy until things started crumbling. And then they, ended up going, okay, we got to find a better option. And they ended up with the number one pick, and it was Peyton. But um, Harbaugh has more NFL credibility, more credibility as a former quarterback, I guess what I'm trying to say here, Zach, uh, because of his history actually playing in the league a good, a good long while. Yeah, and then you have, you know, as much as I love Sean Payton, he's the type that's going to go to Jimmy Buffett concerts on the weekends. I don't see Jim Harbaugh doing that. I see Jim Harbaugh grinding film, coming into the building saying, listen, Russ, this is my team now. This is how it's going to be. I'm not Nathaniel Hackett. I am the adult. I'm in charge, and this is what you're going to run. That's what they need. That's what he needs. He needs some structure. He needs some rigid coaching to get him on in the second half of his career now. Guys, we're about out of time. Uh, Zebulon jumping in with the hashtag make Russ great again. Indeed. Let's see. MRG Merga. I don't know. Careful. It doesn't quite, it doesn't <laughs> quite um, ring off the tongue, but um, yeah, that's, that's the thing is, and this is something that I half believe George Payton on when he said, look, our next head coach hire, it's not about fixing Russ. Well, yeah, it is. Cause if you don't fix Russ, I get it. It's about fixing the whole team. Cause the team as a, as a whole has plenty of words, Zach, but if you don't fix Russ, the ultimate destiny, I mean, it's a it's an albatross around the team's neck if and unless you fix Russ. If you fix Russ, all of a sudden you get back to some of the age-old, uh, we'll call it football physics, which are a bona fide franchise quarterback is the tide that raises all ships. And suddenly the lengths that you have to go to to fix these other spots, you don't have to go to as as far or deep lengths or whatever because your quarterback has been fixed and he's elevating the whole situation around him. Perfectly said, Chad. Um, that really was. I just want to say they can convince themselves or try to convince themselves it's not about fixing Russ, but anyone knows the team will go as their quarterback goes. Same with any other team. 
Look at the Jets, for instance. You can have an elite defense. You can have a good leader at your at head coach, but if you don't have the quarterback, you're going to be a middling team. So, yes, fixing Russ and maximizing Russell Wilson's ability is number one on the agenda. Guys, as Albert is reminded, don't forget to like and share uh, while you're with us. At least like the video, especially if you're on YouTube and Facebook. We might not agree on every uh, take, but if you respect the effort, like the video. It's a small thing, guys, that you can do. Right now uh, on Facebook, those are those are bunk like numbers. We got to get those numbers up on the likes. YouTube, a little bit better, but come on, guys. If you're in here with us, uh, like the video. Um, we're about out of time, but one thing I want to tease here, guys, we have some exciting, exciting news on Saturday. Okay, we have uh, a new podcast getting rolled out here at MHH, and we're returning to the seven days a week podcast platform that MHH. We're proud of that, Zach, for how long? Almost three full years that we had a seven-day-a-week podcast here at MHH. Not necessarily our podcast, right? But every night, 6 p.m. Mountain, didn't matter what day it was, you got a podcast. That returns. I'm going to tease it. I'm not going to tell you exactly who it's who's going to be on that pod, but it's a great tandem. One guy, you'll most of you will know quite well from the podcast land here at MHH. Another guy, some of you will go, oh, yeah, this guy. Heck yeah, it's going to be dope. So make sure you are tuned in for Saturday night on all the MHH social channels, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern, because the new podcast gets rolled out and it's going to be dope. We'll have an announcement on it tomorrow. Big things coming in 2023, y'all. Trust on that. But uh, shall we get out of here, Zach? Say good night yes, to everybody. Yes, we shall. That was the My Lie Huddle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We're off until Sunday, but in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, like you see us rocking, go to huddleuppod.com and check it out. I promise you it's good stuff. And also facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. Be sure you're liking that page, following that page. If you haven't guys and gals go to Apple podcasts, leave your football priest, a five star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, guys, please, please, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. That it does. Much love and respect to the following Super Chat superstars throwing down tonight. Uh, Rock Chalk, jumping in early. Ross, thank you, bud. Desert Creature, Garth Knight, David Kilgore, F.A., Taylor Christensen, uh, Dan Isaac, and Victor T, much love and respect. And on Facebook, we've got Lawrence, we've got Phil, we've got Gina, and so many great members of that community throwing down. So much love and respect. And again, we're going to share this graphic. We're going to put it up on our Twitter. We're going to put it up in our YouTube uh, community tab. So look for that later on this evening. Much love and respect to each and every one of you. We'll see you on Sunday for the last gut reaction of the football season. It's going to be dope. Have a great start to your weekend, guys. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.